Listen, yeah, that's right, motherfucker. I don't have any beer in my house. I this is this is vodka, Grey Goose. Uh, it was a gift from my boss around Christmas. I'm just now getting to it. And peach pear Lacroix. You're right. All right. Okay. Criticize me all you want. You guys mock my fucking white claws all day and a night, and that's basically what you've made yourself. You have made you have gone out of your way to make yourself. A white claw. Way to go. Congratulations. Enjoy. Now, I just don't know how somebody like you ends up with zero beer in the house. I think the closest I've gotten in my adult life to having no beer in the house was down to one Coors Light. That was as close. And I was like, I was panicking. I was like, oh, oh, flicking my nipples. Like, what are we going to do? Is the beer store open? Oh, it's 845. They close at 9. Can I get there in 15 minutes? And then I made it. Because I don't run out of beer. I don't know how. I mean. It's been. This is the first time in a long time. And I didn't drink Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, and I just didn't even say, I thought like, oh, yep, you know, I'll get off work. I'll go to the liquor store. I'll get there in enough time to enjoy a couple tall boys and whatever else the liquor store has to offer. I'll come back and I'll cook dinner. And I'll clean up and I'll, I'll do, I'll spike my hair. Didn't do it. I'll put on some deodorant. Didn't do it. I'll put on a nice college shirt. Didn't do it. And I'll get ready for the podcast and nope. So that's fine. Whatever. You know, I judge people who buy single tall boys at the liquor store. It's just like such a, I mean, maybe in the city it's not a big a deal, but I just, anytime, you know, when I go to the liquor store, it's out in the middle of a field, essentially, built Mm. next to a 18th century fucking brick cottage, and there's just like somebody walking in there with a fucking, like, 22-ounce Bud Light clank. Yeah. Like, that's it? That's what you're getting? That's your thing? You're talking about people who buy those as singles, which, by the way, the, the, those people aren't uh, aren't right for your criticism, by the way. You're an asshole. But what I'm saying is I, I just enjoy having them on top of the beer order or beer purchase that I make. So I get a, you know, a case or a 30-pack or an 18-pack or a 12-pack or a couple six-packs or a mismatch. And I usually buy a couple just for the simple fact that I like having a couple tall boys in that fridge. Ooh, it's a good sight, man. Makes me feel, makes my loins tingle. Makes my, and then I flick my nipples. I'm like, yeah, ooh, absolutely. look at that. Look That's at the that. right move. I, the other one I judge people on is when they buy like the mini bottles. Like, why don't mm. you just get the whole fucking bottle, man? Like, you just bought six quarter pinters. <laughs> <laughs> why? You could have had like at least a pint that you could have divvied out on your own. Or do they not trust themselves? And they think if they buy the bottle, they drink the bottle. Maybe, maybe they just want that shot right there. Okay, so I was about to say, there's this Johnny Depp movie, and I want to preface this with, it's not Nick of Time. Uh, it's, it's based loosely off of the writings of Hunter S. Thompson, where he goes to Cuba. And it's, it's within like the last six or seven years. Have you, have you seen this? Probably not. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think the only Johnny Depp movies, honestly, I've seen, I, I think I could probably name all of them. I have seen uh, Lawnmower Man. Uh, was it called, was it Lawnmower Man or was that something else? It's one where he gets sucked into the computer and he's like fucking. It's like the Matrix oh, before the Matrix. Johnny Moronic? No, that that's uh, Keanu Reeves. Any which way? Um, uh, it's Johnny Mnemonic, not Johnny Neurotic. Johnny Johnny Moronic. <laughs> <laughs> um, all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. That Lone Ed- Ranger movie. Edward uh, Scissorhands. Obviously, yeah. Um, Battle Factory. But yeah, it's yeah. That one was just. 
I don't know. I think he owed Tim Burton a favor. <laughs> this have you seen Donnie Brasco? No, I haven't seen Donnie Brasco. Oh, have you seen Blow? I have seen Blow. That was the other one. That's the last okay. one I was going to say. Damn it. Uh, of course. Not. Rum Diary. That's it. Have you seen Rum Diary? No. It's decent. Anyway, the point of it is he's down in Cuba as a journalist and uh, someone who is there on the publicist's behalf confronts him about drinking 167 minis. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did you manage to do that? He's like, well, uh, you see, I finished one. I just drank the next one. <laughs> 167 minis. That's a lot of uh, alcohol. Because what, each one of those, four of those is a pint. Yeah, I, th I thought one of those was a shot. Well, two ounces, right? 1.5 is a shot, but I mean, you know. Okay. Splitting right. hairs here. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Where's Alan when you need him to fucking? By the us? way, that's right. Middle class holes, Murr and Fox Man. Alan got the trots, uh, and he wasn't hot to trot. Well, kind of. I guess it's not cold when it comes out. Anyway, he is not joining us tonight. He's a little under the weather, and I was promised that we would leave it at that. Murr, do you want? Do you want? Do you want to grant <laughs> that promise? There, what else? Okay. What else is there to say? Like, guy's shitting himself. Is that it? Is that is that what he didn't want people to know? Is that he's shitting himself? He's shitting himself. Okay, it happens. People you're making it. Themselves. You're making it seem as though he's pooping his pants. Well, I mean, he's in a facility. He wants to stay close to the facility where he can shit himself without mm. shitting himself. So essentially, he's just yeah. He's he's got the the Hershey squirts, man. What are you gonna I, do? I, I feel as though that he's nervous about the fact that when he's around us, he he can't control his laughter. That's we're true. So God, we're so goddamn funny that he's just like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm one good fucking gust. Of, like, like, hold on. Here it is. This is my Al, you're one good Alan, like, <laughs> away from. <laughs> got to be a little higher. It's got to be higher. It's gotta be, <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. It's got to be the mix of them. Right? Three, two, one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then boom, and then yeah. Just I mean, because we we're, we're incredibly funny. So, all right, folks, you you get the two of us. Tonight. I might depress if that's the case. Buckle up. <laughs> I really feel sad right now. And not just buckle up. Buckle up as if you're not in the passenger seat. Buckle up as if in your the middle and the back. You know, which is probably the safest place to be in a car. But put no, that it's not. on. I always sat middle bitch because I know I'm the tiniest. I didn't feel like arguing for shotgun whenever we went somewhere. And I knew that it was going to be an argument like, oh, you sitting, I'm too big. My knee's getting, I'm like, I'll sit middle bitch. I'll take the hump. No, mm -hmm. when you sit there, one, there's no shoulder strap. Two, you've got a nice launch pad right between the passenger and the driver's seat. So if somebody does hit something head on, you are launched like a fucking Tomahawk missile through the front windshield. That's how that goes. Yeah, There's no headrest, so if you do uh, stop or go too quick, whiplash immediately. Uh, the middle seat is just extra space. It just happens to not be taken up by a human unless you got to cram somebody in the car. <laughs> I, it's statistically the safest. That's what I was told. <laughs> middle class holds everyone. Mer Foxman. All right. So wait, you you had mentioned before the show. You were like, if we don't if we don't have an opening, I got something about Jim Palmer. Did you come across the jockey ad and see his like his package? You were like, God damn. Well, I did do a little bit of a. A deep dive on the Jim Palmer uh, jockey ads because he actually mentioned it. What is Jim Palmer, like 72 years old now? And he's obviously not aging super well. He had a, 
When did he have a facelift? He had to have had a facelift. Oh. And if anybody doesn't know who Jim Palmer is, Hall of Fame, Baltimore Orioles pitcher, uh, 70s, 80s, tried to come back in the 90s, broadcaster, been with the team for like 60 years, so he has to yeah. be in his 70s. You're asking me about when he had one facelift? Bro, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is dozens. Okay. I, I, okay, I, I mean, I know it's not like a secret that he had at least one. So I didn't know how many he's had, but now Dude, I just I just assumed all celebrities and anyone that's in front of the camera for years upon years, uh, unless you're like fucking Harry Carey or I don't know Will, Will Ferrell. There's certain people that just don't give a fuck. But I think like a guy like Jim Palmer, who was once a male model, they all do it. Chris, I saw Rob Lowe at the fucking uh, Celtics Knicks game last night, and that guy looks like he did in the in what was it with Pony Boy. Uh, Oh, uh, the not the law. The outsiders. Outsiders. Well, no, I've actually heard Rob Lowe talk about it, and he's he's had, he says he's had some cosmetic injections, but he's never had any any cuts done. And he got Mm. into an endorsement with uh, face cream companies at a really young age. So he said he's just been using that stuff like since he was like in his early twenties. But Jim Palmer now the the scarring I guess is so bad that if you notice he keeps like a heavy. We'll call it a 10 o'clock shadow at all times. And it was almost as if out of nowhere he had to remind everyone that he worked for the jockey underwear company during a live broadcast. And I started thinking about that. Could somebody like Jim Palmer get away with what he got away with for all of those years? Because if people don't know this, if someone was retiring in an office building, like we even had, uh, I can't remember, I can't remember the secretary's name that retired from perryville high school but they got jim palmer to come to perryville high school on her last day with a pair of jockey underwear to to, to snuggle up and rub them mm, mm, like she's getting some chloroform to the fucking nostrils and old jimmy palmer then signed his underwear and gave it to her and i wonder if you would get canceled for that today if you tried that as a maneuver because that was like his side gig yeah i mean okay when you say try that today, though, I, perhaps I'm too too far removed from pop culture to understand, like, who are, – are there male underwear models? I'm sure there are, but I mean, what – like, okay, first of all, Jim Palmer did that or, before he was a Hall of Famer. But, okay, imagine Derek Jeter, who retired in 2014. 2015, he – a couple of years later, he was like part owner of the Marlins. Imagine he's like, you know what? I'm going to put this whole ownership thing on halt. I'm going to model jockey. I, I, you, you had to have like a like for like. Could it fly today? Could Jim Palmer or I don't know Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer, who's uh, and these are these are all Hall of Fame pitchers, or to, let's say Tom Brady. How about that? Okay, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. All right, Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady. <laughs> That's not, not to really say. A... T- He's not got a really handsome that. face, but not really a handsome body. <laughs> yeah, Jim Palmer definitely had like a Han Solo thing going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Jason Momoa. What? After acting? No, like during acting. Like he gets a gig. He's like yeah. the new Calvin Klein model or whatever. Jockey okay, model, then, doesn't matter. then Susan, the 40-year secretary of Oshkosh, Wisconsin, gets a surprise visit from Jason Momoa. And he's like, look at this. This is for you, ma'am. And she's like, mm. and yeah, yeah, I want to smell your musk. <laughs> Do you wear these? I wish you would. 
<laughs> a worm in the car. Wait, no, but but on a two factor, one, could the person who modeled the underwear show up like shirtless with his underwear, like almost like a Chippendales spot? Or and could no. like a company could a company even have someone like that come in to do that yeah. kind of thing? You know what Wait, I mean? Did, did, hold on. Palmer showed up to Perryville High School with, with just underwear. <laughs> I, I, yes, for the sake of this story. He <laughs> no, did. no, no, he didn't. No, okay, he, he showed didn't. up in a suit or something. Or like he, a, he showed up in like a nice, yeah. like, uh, like a nice polo gotcha. shirt and some slacks, and he had his yeah. underwear, and he, he holds them up, of course, and, you know, sure. the, the crotch has been bulged out for on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> he came in, he came, he, he was in the parking lot swinging two baseballs inside of it just to stretch gotcha. them out a little bit. I, I know how to stretch this out. Uh, I mean, I think no today, no matter the situation, no, uh, a retiring secretary at a public school, or I think for most part, any type of, you know, retirement party, unless it's very, very intimate and small and with a private company where they sign non-disclosure agreements. (laughs) No, I don't think, I think times have changed, man. You can't have. Someone, you know, like in a tech, let's just say that, for example, the, from, from office space, you know, like, oh, so Peggy's retiring. Here comes Max Scherzer. Like, look at this. <laughs> like, no, it just, it wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. Yeah. I mean, we've become the fucking, we, we've become like Puritans again somehow. And it's not even our fault. Yeah. It seems like the people who want the most freedom want to steal the rest of the fun from everybody else. Yeah. Why, why did we progress but regress think about this and i'm not even trying to get political here right now they're trying to protect drag shows for children but if i want to have a sexy underwear model come in and send my secretary off into the pasture i'm Mm. gonna get canceled for that why don't you just do a two for one have the drag read and then you know present the secretary or someone at the front desk underwear for their retirement party you know, come on, economize. Everybody wins. Everybody, the children and Bartha, <laughs> and the kids, <laughs> and the and and the kids can tape it for AV Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I put that for years to come. Uh, no, no, you're right. You're, you're right. You're right. And I, I did see. I saw that on the uh, that John Stewart. Uh, he was he was interviewing like an Oklahoma senator. Have you seen that? Kind of go a little more detail than that. <laughs> John Stewart's interviewing an Oklahoma senator about uh, the Second Amendment, and he does mention like the the, the uh, drag show readings to children. Mm. He's like, "Oh, well, the, the 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 United States government does, in certain circumstances, have the right to protect citizens." Yeah, and he's like, "So you want to protect people? You want to protect? I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it." Well, I mean, anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, either way, I, I don't know. I, the point is, I don't know. I don't. I just is. don't. I want to avoid a Second Amendment conversation. I'm pro Second Amendment. That's it. I, well, obviously, but I, I. Oh Jesus Christ! Why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? You're ruining this conversation just like you ruined our TikTok channel. You ruined our TikTok channel, Wes, by getting on there and debating with 9-11 truthers. Now every single video that pops up on TikTok is some scientist explaining how buildings collapse or don't or should or shouldn't. That's everything that's on there now. You can, can- you can cancel me. Do you want me canceled? I'll get up and walk away. You can do this solo, bro. <laughs> Talk to yourself. 
Done it before. Do it again. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let's pivot. Let's pivot here. Uh, Little League. What do you think about that? <laughs> I love Little League. I think. Yeah, Christ, everyone thinks this. This is an ingenious measure. Uh, this is out of just over the bridge in uh, Philadelphia suburb. They don't get the town. Deptford Township. Uh, the Little League organization there has has created this thing where parents who yell at umpires then have to uh, go into the umpire program. It gives you three, like, I don't know, Christ, it's three, three is probably too, too many, like umpire schooling, and then they had to be an umpire. Put your money where your fucking mouth is, you mouthy parents. Yeah, dude, I've seen some parents already, it's in my little bit of, you know, uh, exposure to organized sports with, uh, with youngsters, and man, dude, like... I don't want to mention too much of where I've seen this, but just like the, the, the kids' dads. Oh, okay. I'll say this: we take we take William to a little runners club. Okay, so by age group they run. He has to run a half a mile. Well, the fifth graders were running a mile, and Dad is just like, "You better run faster. You're you're not on pace. What are you doing?" I'm like, "Dude, this is a fucking Sunday fun run." The kids like nine years old. And by the way, Wes, he ran a 6.30 mile. How much fucking faster can a four-foot human being run? God, dude. What are, you, what are, you, are you training the next 1,500-meter silver medalist at, at the 2040 Olympics? Christ. Yeah, but, I mean, I do agree with this because I see parents getting all fucking uppity. And it's like, again, if you think you can do better. I mean, what is, what is the alternative, though? Like, what do you, you not let the kid play? A little league, I mean, or the parent is completely. The parent banished. just shuts. The parent just shuts the fuck up. You don't have to be involved in this, but if you partake in the like, you know, being critical of the umpires, then you then have to do this. So just shut up. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen, and it's just not going to happen. And I mean, yeah, no, I can remember oh, you, when. Hold on, hold on. Were you asking if the little league then engages with the parent to? To then participate, not participate in this, but like, hey, this, 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 these are the rules. You yelled, you had to do this, and the parents says, "No, fuck you." I don't know. They don't show up. Well, I mean, because <laughs> which I mean, is probably then, better for everyone anyway. Exactly. Well, I mean, I mean, do you ban the parent from the 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 sporting event, or do you like pull the kid out of the actual game and say like, "Well, your kid can't play until until you do this," or what? Because that's not fair for the kid, because that kid's probably going to get it worse. At home, if that's if yeah. that's the case, but well, no, I think I, I think you, you you have to threaten the child's participation in this. If the parent doesn't want to do this, and mind you, it's it's three they called them three umpire schooling tutorials. Uh, it's Christ, man, that's that sounds like torture. Uh, yeah. I, and I I umpired once simply because there was not enough people over eighteen around at a little league game. Like, good, hey, did you play baseball? Yeah, you want to umpire second? Uh, yeah, sure. You got it, man. And uh, and did it? Did I don't know. I had to make one call. But um, if they don't want to do this, then the little league has to say you can't show up. And then if you do show up, then your your kid can't show up. I mean, mm. hey, rules are rules, bro. 
I know, but I just, I, I just hate the fact that, like, obviously the kid's got an asshole parent, and then it's like you've got this one instance where maybe they're around a positive male role model in their coach or female role yeah. model, whatever. They've got a positive adult role model in some capacity, and then you keep them away from that because the parent is such an asshole. And so because the parent's an asshole, the kid just grows up fucking stabbing people in convenience stores because well, they didn't get to play fucking baseball. Then the kid has two options the way I see it. Yeah. Okay. I was waiting for that. The kid can run away, run away from his family, which, you know, that's an option. Or two, he can understand that his fucking parent, and you keep saying dad because you're being sexist. You assume that it's only dads are like, because it is. (laughs) It is only dads. Like, you might hear like a mom be like, oh, come on. Okay, that's it. I mean, if you can't handle that, like that, to me, that's not an umpireable offense where you have to go to umpire school and fucking do the next game. I mean, dads are usually like, hey, fuck you, man. That was fucking, and starts calling balls and strikes in the stands. Well, then then you can grow up with the understanding that your dad's a dick. Okay, maybe they should have that school. All right, fine. You don't want to ump? Then your kid's got to come learn about how much of a prick you are. (laughs) Maybe the the dad can do like a tandem type thing, like anti-dick dad rule school where they learn how to not be a dick well you know you get the the the, the cliff notes version and then maybe upon further evaluation this is becoming out this is like a lot of money getting dumped into this <laughs> oh we offer three types of programs for you because you yelled at an umpire once <laughs> it, it is new jersey they have a lot of money <laughs> bottom line is this though i mean i you're sitting here like kind of scoffing at like oh they get three umpire classes you don't need three umpire classes you go to a fucking whiteboard you draw a box you say this is the strike zone you stand back here ball hits here strike ball hits here ball mm-hmm. got it got it you know they maybe tag maybe, maybe first go around you don't have to be the 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 head on behind the behind home plate you're behind second you just call out safe you know infield fly rule uh, runner interference, yada, yada, but you're not calling balls and strikes. Then you go back to your seat, and then if you're like, nay, come on, if you had one more eye, you'd be Cyclops. Like, all right, you're now fucking, you're now home plate on fire. <laughs> I've never heard that one. That's good. Dude, when I was growing up with Little League, though, we had Rising Sun Little League had the best fail safe for this. And I'm not being insensitive, I'm just saying the facts here. We had what we will call in the year 2023 a mentally challenged umpire who pretty much umped every fucking game. The way this self-policed itself is you couldn't yell, What are you? Because he was. And if you said that, somebody in the stands was going to fucking rock bottom you off the top of the bleachers. <laughs> so everybody and, just kind of minded. And then, and then render you. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. And the guy was a good ump. He made a couple bad calls every now and again, but it's like kind of like its thing. And he may not have been like born that way. I think he might have had a stroke or something, but he definitely like, uh, you know, and that meant ball and that meant strike so i got you hey man just just so long as you have an animated like strike three you know what i mean you can't have some like you know well sorry now you've got me strike three you gotta have like you gotta do like like a leslie nielsen from naked god like sit down 
He definitely had the uh, like he, had, the long, he had the cock, the, the, the good yeah. long start. Yeah, yeah. Good, like good. like you were pulling a, a bow and arrow back way too fast. Like, yeah. Like, Perfect. All right. Yeah. Perfect. It was, it was money. Perfect. He was a good ump. He was a good ump. But no one yelled at him because they were like, well, we can't really, you know, I mean, it's kind of. He's got that thing, and we don't yeah. talk about it. Uh, right. This is all it makes for. Makes some good calls, makes some bad calls. So you're saying someone without special needs is subject to more scrutiny from yeah. dickheaded parents because, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. No one ever, you know what? <clears throat> guy calls a guy. I, I can't. I can't be this sexist. Okay, person. can we? Right, why? Okay, why do we? Or why are we doing this? Story? Why do you keep doing this? Like, can because we? Because there call, could be female umpires. Could be person calls a good team. Yeah, potentially. Right, so the the royal guy. I bet, I bet they date the same type of folk. <laughs> <laughs> Person calls a good game. No one's gonna go up and be like, "Hey, man, that was that." Hey, person. Sorry, that was. Uh, <laughs> this is why we can't have underwater underwear models let our secretaries yeah, retire yeah. in glory. I swear to God, if Jason Momoa was was rolling through. I don't know, Sherwood Elementary. I'm sure some, I'm sure everyone would be busted. I'm retired today. <laughs> I'm pulling my money out of my 401k. I've been here for two years. Look, if I retire and they send Jason Momoa to my retirement party, look, I'm grabbing a titty too. I'm just mm. going to be like, ooh, look at that. That's so meaty. How do you get it so meaty? <laughs> How are you so aqua? Um, <laughs> Man. <laughs> man yeah a person aqua person aqua um, person but no i just it's like it, it's like, it's just umpiring officiating refereeing is such a thankless job most of the time people don't be like hey you you called it right down the pipe you were fair for both teams great job never happens you only get the year full when you're bad well i've been watching now because you got me in the gambling so much the the nba like <laughs> I don't see how these NBA guys, like uh, referees, are they called referees in the NBA? I mean, referee is asexual, so yeah, I think so. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> what is the official title of the human that makes the calls in the referee. basketball game? Okay, Refer the referee. referee. Dude, they get so fucking jawed at, and it's like, it's personal. It's on the court. There's only five guys out there. Like, in a football yeah. game... You know, you got like 22 people on the field at once. You're wearing a mask. Like, there's a little bit of anonymity. I mean, I know in the pros, obviously, they know who the fuck you are. But, like, dude, like, I, I, there's been a couple of guys just like straight screaming at these. And finally, I've seen a couple technicals finally called. But I'm like, yeah. How would you expect to get the next call if you're that much of a cocksmoker that you're just like in their <sighs> face like that, like taking it personal? It's so, okay. Uh, after and I, I, I'm only talking about sports that I that I that I watch, football, basketball at the collegiate level, and then after that, I, I don't watch college baseball. I don't watch any other college sport. But you, I mean, college athletes who are there under scholarship have something on the line, and the coaches there have something on the line. These aren't your English teachers who are banking on Jason Momoa to show up with like, you know, skid marked undies for their retirement party. These are people who, this is their livelihood. This is how they make money. They have to win. They have to create a good program. They have to constantly recruit. They have to uh, develop the athletes that are there. They have to make sure that these fucking college kids are adhering to all the rules they have about drinking, working out, diet, blah, 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 blah. And the, the referees are, 
are more or less obsolete, man. They get, I've heard some crazy things, these, these conspiracies about, uh, you, you know about bowl season with football, right? Yeah. There's like a gajillion of them. They mismatch the referee uh, uh, groups. You know what I mean? You don't normally, like, okay, if an SEC team and a Big Ten team are playing in, let's just say, the Rose Bowl, you don't necessarily get an SEC or a Big Ten ref squad. You'll get somewhere else, ACC. And these people are like, the ACC's way too fucking slow. These goddamn referees can't keep up with the speed of this goddamn game. They're called preposterous things, you know? And I can't imagine being on the court. I can't imagine being a ref in the early 2000s with that dickhead Rashid Wallace just <laughs> he probably told you that you had no penis I was about to say your penis is small but did, pull down your pants you're a Ken doll <laughs> <laughs> was it Draymond Green the other night was just like in homeboy's face like mm. I, I just I just I'm like dude stop like I'm getting uncomfortable watching it and I'm like how is this guy even like gonna participate and do you think like he's gonna be like in three plays like gonna give you a foul because like well I'm gonna show you I'm fair yeah <laughs> fuck you that's <laughs> right no you're no. gonna fart and, across the court and I'm gonna call a fucking personal foul and it, it, especially the NBA has gotten somewhat funky with like the flopping and the the theatrics, someone catching, you know, a, 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 a graze of something on their nose. And all of a sudden, it's like they've been shot with a trank gun in the neck. And they flop around. And uh, I could certainly see if I was on the receiving end, not the receiving end of that. The, the foul was called on me in a crucial moment of the game. And that puts me at, like, what? Well, NBA is six fouls, four or five fouls. I had to sit down. I'd be like, are you... Are you out of your fucking mind? I don't know if I'd say that, but uh, I could see how things could get dicey. Well, like, you know, people talk about quarterbacks. Like, you know, some some quarterbacks get the call, some don't. Like, I've I've heard, like, Aaron Rodgers mic'd up. And he'll, it's before the coin flip, he'll be like, Hey, Paul, how you doing? Listen, man. Uh, and he'll, like, just chat him up. Like, how's family, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And there's somebody that gets calls. Does, like, your, get- does, your, does your wife have a retirement party coming up? Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember uh, one of my favorites is, um, oh, shit, Viking, uh, Chris Carter from the Vikings. Like, he walks up to, like, one of the line judges before the game. And he says, listen, man, you know you know who I am, right? Yeah. I'm going to do some crazy shit out here. I'm going to do something that you don't think a human being can do, but I promise you I can do it. So give me this, get, just give me the benefit of the doubt before you throw that flag or make that call. And he has this beautiful one-handed, double-footed toe tap on the sideline, and the ref like just like looks at it and, you know, calls it in. Yeah. And he, he's running away. He's like, "I told you, I told you, man." He's like, he's just nodding his head like, "Yes, you told what, me. Yes, you told me." What, what Chris Carter failed to mention is, is like, last night I. <laughs> What I'm about to do on this field is utterly human or inhuman. Last night I sniffed enough coke that probably would have killed 99% of everyone that you know. I'm here today to show you. Chris Carter was the was the original Odell Beckham Jr. Better. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for that little jingle in our hearts, that little flick of our nipples that everyone likes. It's called friend or foe. That is correct, Wesley. I'm going to read a news story to you. See if you agree or disagree. Friend or foe. Now, this seems very boring on its face. However, this has huge implications for the lifespan of human beings. Scientists have tweaked yeast cells 
to uh, age slowly, and there's proof that it works. In a new study published from the University of California, San Diego, they claim that they've developed a smart aging process that increases the lifespan of yeast cells by a whopping 82%. This is by far, quote, the most pronounced lifespan extension in yeast that we've observed with genetic perputations, said researchers and dorks and geeks and nerds. They achieved this feat by reprogramming the gene regulatory circuits in the yeast cells to control the aging process. Now, why is this important? Well, cells of all sorts of organisms have these regulatory circuits, including human beings. So if they can advance the or slow the aging process by 82% in yeast cells, imagine that they could slow the aging process in human beings by 82%. So, friend or foe? Should scientists continue to dabble in the aging process and stop humans from dying at 80 years old and advance them all the way to 160, 170, 180 years old? Wes? Oh, I mean, okay. I, I have I have somewhat of a long answer, but my short answer is this. All right. We've been doing this for roughly 100 years now. The medical revolution... Uh, if you look at average lifespan from, I think it was like, like 1910 to 1960, it nearly doubled of, of, of humans. And that's <clears throat> advancements, medical advancements. Uh, even things it's as simple as like arthroscopic surgery, all the way up to radiation, chemotherapy. Uh, now we have stem cell. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm friend... But my hand is hovering over the detonation button. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to know more about the detonation button. I think that's a more interesting point because everybody <sighs> thinks they want to live longer. Yeah. But what implications does that have? And is it almost – I guess my question, it's kind of like a moral quandary. Like my question is, is like be, it comes back to like artificial intelligence. Just because you have it at the – at your fingertips, like should you use it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just – there's a there's a there's a young yin thing. There's a yin, there's a yang, there's an ebb, there's a flow. The universe knows. And when people start living longer and when the the planet gets more populated with people that should have died off years ago, catastrophic shit happens. And I'm not talking about an asteroid that comes flying in. I'm talking about death, disease, virus, and some shit that people like I'm not you know arms rotting off no but just I, I don't know to me it just seems as though I've heard and I've read that at 13 billion people we can't feed enough people we can't feed everyone we can't we can't kill enough fucking cockroaches to, to produce enough protein for people to eat we can't produce enough corn rice <laughs> Yeast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, see, but, see that, but this is the thing. This is where I feel like it gets interesting, though, because generally speaking, the people who want to live the longest are the most selfish and usually don't have the most children. So you end up with these assholes who have access to 
the longevity process, if you will. And so essentially the people we want the world to recycle never get recycled and just stick around longer and longer. <laughs> and it's like almost like, thank God that guy died. But now they don't die because they stick around for 200 years instead of the fucking hundred. Like a George, the George Soros of the world. Like whatever you think of George Soros and what he does, he definitely fucking dabbles. He definitely sticks his finger in the fucking ointment and fucks things up one way or the other. He changes the game in some capacity. That guy's... That guy looks like the Crypt Keeper. He looks like the Crypt Keeper fucking, like, covered in wax and melting. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and and to, that's the first guy that's going to get the yeast cells injected into his bloodstream and fucking live for 200 extra years. Not me. Not you. Not yeah. not, not somebody worthwhile. I, and so I, I, think, I think we can safely say that, okay, I'm 40, you're 42. That, 43. 43, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, when this becomes what human trials, we're talking probably 15 or 20 years at that point. I don't know. I, I mean, this isn't for us. This isn't going to be for us or our generation, probably people before us and people who are just being born and people who aren't born now. And uh, do I really, I, okay. <laughs> I've taken a new approach to life. I really don't give a fuck about that after I'm gone. I want to be a good citizen. I want to not, throw plastic down a sewer drain uh i want to you know reduce reuse recycle uh if this takes place after i'm gone do i care no what do i care i'll be dead but i just want to be the first on record to say i'm warning you you're playing with fire yeah playing with fire well this next generation is the generation that's not having any kids that's my point is that this generation mm -hmm. we and we talked about it right at the beginning this generation is the generation that has stopped us from having jim palmer come to fucking secretary's retirement parties yeah. this is the generation who wants little kids to have drag shows at public <laughs> element at elementary schools and doesn't want us to have fun at our office parties like that's this gen do we really want them living for an extra 200 years influencing the world and deciding okay imagine yeah. hitler had the yeast cells hmm think Can about you, that how about uh, no term limits you know like a mitch mcconnell going from two centuries strom thurman fucking like <laughs> Doing a two-year two fucking filibuster, yeah. 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 So I'm I'm faux because if you want to live longer, there are natural steps that you can take. But when science starts to get involved, like, that's when things get weird. Okay, so, so is radiation and chemotherapy not getting involved? It's taking out something that probably shouldn't have been there in the first place, I guess. I guess it's a, it's a treatment. It's not a... Yeah. I get what you're saying, but like this is like a I, I don't this is like a gene therapy. This is like okay. how far are we willing to go? I guess is the point. How far no. are we willing to take things? You pose a very great question. That that's kind of where where is the line drawn in the sand? I think this is toting the line very very thin because this is like um, I I don't want to see anyone suffer. If you have cancer, do everything in your power to alleviate and cure yourself of said yeah. cancer. Uh, this is, this is, this seems to me like, I, I don't know, dipping your toe in the fountain of youth. This is like Indiana Jones, like, oh, he chose poorly like, rah, 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 type, type shit. Um, it, it's, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, like stumbling over my words because there's so many, like, 
there's uh, there's movies, there's sitcoms written about people living forever. Yeah, well, I this is but the, the problem is going to be is like somebody like Pfizer or fucking Moderna is going to get their hands on this, and then they're going to decide who gets to have it. Um, mm-hmm. Is it going to be covered by insurance? Is it going to be out of pocket? So again, the assholes get to live forever. Everyone who's struggling and trying to scratch by to survive is going to get a fucking a sixty year life sentence. And everybody else is going to get to go on double that and spend 10 times the money on just fun that I don't get to have. So maybe because I know I don't get to have it. I don't (laughs) want anybody to have it. Yeah, the first crack of these people are going to be rich. Now, how about how about like Petri dishes that create uh, organs that are yours? You don't have to you don't have to rely on an organ donor from someone else that your body may reject. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, I mean, I am too. I'm not said that you wouldn't be. I don't know. I don't think I've ever met anyone that was like, "Hey, hell no." <laughs> sounds sounds weird. I, look, I, I think I, some I, putting someone else's organ in you and then having to take any suppressant drugs for your life is fucking weird. But not just weird. Remember, it's your surviving. I'm uh, a massive hypocrite too because if if this was like ready for human experimentation tomorrow, I'd be like, uh, "All right, yeah, I'll take some. Give me, yeah, rub some on my rear end." <laughs> you know, just but just. You know, do I have to do it? Can you do it? What age, though? Okay, let's say let's say this. Okay, let's say they can freeze you at a specific age. What age are you getting frozen at? You can't learn anything more. You can't. You won't forget anything, but you can't mm-hmm. learn anymore. You don't get any physically stronger, but you don't get any physically weaker. Like, what age are you picking? What's the sweet what's, spot? What's the okay? Hold on. What's the point of being frozen? No, I'm saying like uh, age frozen. Like you're gonna oh, okay, Mr. Fox, oh. you're gonna live to 150 years old, but yeah. you're not gonna. But you're you're gonna stay looking like this, feeling like this. Ah, it's, um, it's coming, gone, man. I probably would have done like 30, 33, 32, 33. Okay, but you you but remember, it's everything you've. It's only yeah, the information I, that you had up to that point. I was all right then. I feel all like, right. yeah. Right. I mean, maybe 35. I don't know. Just, there was some drastic changes after 35 that I was like, yeah, okay. yeah. Fuck. 37, 37 was my number. I tell everybody okay. at work, like all the younger guys at work, I'm like, listen, 37, I felt every day after that. I'm still feeling it. <laughs> yeah. It's all yeah. just fucking downhill. I don't know what to do. Freeze you then? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. And actually, as a matter of fact, I was at a buddy's, a uh, good friend's daughter's um, uh, senior softball game. Uh, like this past week and met, uh, met her boyfriend, very nice guy, but just chit chatting with him a couple of times. I was like, Jesus Christ, man, fuck this. This is tough. This is tough. He was telling me his diet and it was like <laughs> a gajillion calories. He's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm never really hungry throughout the day. I was like, no shit. You eat four whole fucking chickens. <laughs> no human alive would never be hungry. I know. And here, here you I am. It, you eat at 10 o'clock and you don't gain an ounce of fucking weight? Nah, nah, man. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Dude, no, I know because like. Maybe, I, that's, maybe that's the age. Oh, when you can eat whatever the fuck you want. You're dumb as shit. Naive as a, just, is a squirrel looking for a nut. Sure. You, but you can fucking do physically anything that you want to do in that case i would pause myself at like i think 23 that'd be a good age now here's the thing it it's uh it's a matter of the personality this guy was a very nice person respectful engaging 
we chatted. There were two people his age uh, in front of the bleachers who were total assholes, heckling people, yip-yapping, talking about how cool they were, talking about how they someone barfed at a party or something like that. I don't know. I, I just wasn't paying attention. That that seems... Now, again, I I don't know. I don't think I want to be any of them at this point. <laughs> Dude, my... Uh, I'll go my... 32. Maybe because I was like, is there money earned... Or money earned or no? Well, I mean, I mean, what are you capable of, of earning at that age? Mm. So you, you, you've already got your degree. You've already yeah. got yourself like a foot in the professional door and you can just advance upon that. I don't think an employer is going to look at a 30 healthy 32 year old who's smart and be like, I don't know if this guy's the right person for my company. I mean, but think about this retirement ages, you know, France is about to burn itself to the ground because they want to go from like, what sixty two to sixty four? I you know what will the retirement age be at that point? If you're gonna live to a, a hundred, let's say one hundred and eighty, is the retirement now like one twenty? Yeah, I think. I mean, okay, I, I, I think knowing what I know now, I may, well, maybe I wouldn't know this because I wouldn't have talked to you about this, but I would invest in uh, underwear retirement party for older women. You know, like, hey, look, I wore these and. They're yours. Let's take a picture. Let's put this up on the uh, caulk board for everyone else to see at the office. <laughs> We're just not going to give up on Jim Palmer and his <laughs> are we? <laughs> so, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I, yeah. So anyway, friend, but my hand's hovering over the self-detonation. But the, uh, what's it in Terminator? You know, <laughs> destruct. No, I don't Destruct. think that's what it was. I think it was just the enter key and Skynet took over and then the world went to shit. Yeah. Operation blow up. Then that's your friend or Phil. Yeah. All right. Take us to Fun Fact Friday. All right. Let's you're expand. Obviously, you're obviously disgusted with me and my opinions. Because well, they're bad. I, I mean, you know, most people's opinions are, you know, just what they are. But yours are wrong. And I just, I don't know how to defend or talk you about have, them. This is one of my favorite. See, I wouldn't have learned this at 22 or, or 34, as I said. You have a right to your opinion. You have the right to be wrong. Your opinions can be wrong. Exactly. <laughs> and yours are bad. So let's go <laughs> and get ourselves some knowledge here. By the way, um, we do have our sponsors. But I want to tell everybody that uh, I found a nice little diamond in the rough on HBO Max. It's um, College Humor Presents High Science. And uh, basically, there's an AI bot who synthesizes information into um, nuggets of uh, marijuana, and uh, he uh, lets the uh, the janitors uh, smoke his knowledge and then takes them on a journey. And I think everybody should watch this because it actually is very informative. It's what National Geographic and uh, Discovery Channel used to be before it turned into like the 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 whores of hoodlum and decided to show us all about sister wives and that actually teaches you science but only if you're stoned it's a great it's a it, it's a great great little show so i highly recommend it but let's expand our minds the old-fashioned way with some mental flaws amazing facts brought to you of course by our great friends over at the shin splints recovery group hey summer's right around the corner and if you're trying to get that beach bod in shape by running a few miles here and there you might experience a little bit of pain below that knee and above that ankle well the shin splints recovery group is here to help you out if you've got that pain and we're also brought to you by our newest friends over at 
flat earth science advocates mm -hmm. for truth. If you like debunking myths the way Wesley Fox likes to debunk myths, well, try to debunk the curvature of the earth. You can do that at Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth. You're going to need a little more than a protractor. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you need some thick skin and <laughs> to understand cognitive dissonance. So here we go. Did you know the average person's no, I'm sorry. Let me start that again. Did you know the average person's nose filters around 20,000 liters of air every day? Mm. How the hell do you measure a liter of air? I don't know. That's a lot of mini bottles. <laughs> Johnny Depp's got nothing on this. I, I don't doubt it. I mean, because you, you're, you're, you're supposed to breathe through your nose. This is another thing. Well, I'll hang tight on did you know and compounding facts. But no, I didn't know that. But you're supposed to be breathing for the most part with your nose all the time. How the hell do you get a liter of air? I don't, I don't know. It, it, well, it, no, you're, you're, you're posing a great question. This is what, you know, strangely enough, this is where Alan comes in mm -hmm. handy. He, number one, yeah. he's great with the Google machine. Two, his brain is actually functioning fairly well for that's right for a man of uh, his, his Mount St. Joe's education yeah. would be able to be like, oh yeah, uh, this is how you measure uh, <clears throat> what you dumbasses quantify as liquid into in air. Well, um, but is is air? Here's a question. Ooh, mm -hmm. watch this. Is air a liquid though? I is it a vapor? That's my, like, you know what I mean? Because it's made of molecules that mm -hmm. are obviously uh, mixed with some moisture in the air. Like you get, people get nosebleeds when the air is too dry because there's not enough moisture in it. So is air, or liters of, is air measured in liters because it's got a moisture content? Poof. I mean, if it is, then I think our, <clears throat> at least the way I'm summarizing this in my mind, that a liter of air is much more, I mean, 20,000, that's, it's like a lot of leagues under the city. Okay. Okay. Right. No, what I was, what I was going to say was, um, for, 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 for people who like, who breathe, who, uh, who don't breathe through their nose when they're sleeping. I, I read that if you mouth breathe and they, like, that's a joke, mouth breather, that your jaw structure changes mm -hmm. and you, you become, <clears throat> I don't know, not as beautiful as you once were. Well, yeah, because you're, you're, if it's hanging low, your muscles aren't tensed, which means your jaw doesn't naturally stay closed when you're, when you're just, uh, 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 uh. and you look like a dumbass. <laughs> you look like the umpire in my Little League games. It's a good ump. Good up. Great up. <laughs> Did you know Earth's biggest waterfall isn't on land? It's in the Atlantic Ocean. Cold water on the eastern side of the Denmark Strait, quote, falls 11,500 feet below the warmer water on the west, creating an underwater waterfall. See, this, this goes into our quantifying air into liters. This is mm. bullshit. This is some scientist's way of being like, mm -hmm, I'm smarter than you. Look at that. The colder water goes down 11,000 feet. That's not The tallest waterfall above sea level is in Africa. Uh, I've seen it on YouTube. But uh, 
This is, a, this is nonsense. This is a nonsense fact, in my I, opinion. I, 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 I don't. I don't disagree. Is a technicality. What I thought it was like Angel Falls. Isn't it? Where is that? Is that like Uganda? Okay, I'll just think... take your word for it because uh, I'm not skilled enough to type. Angel these in. Falls in well, there's Venezuela. Yeah, I mean, you know, which was once part of the same continent exactly. before they broke off. And yeah. <laughs> Uh, Angel Falls is is that the biggest? I don't know. I just that's the one that you always see because like world's sometimes... tallest uninterrupted waterfall. Okay. So I guess we. <laughs> I'm sitting here talking about technicalities. <laughs> uninterrupted. I mean, there's something that could like you know hit hit a rock and spot her out. I thought there was one in Uganda that you can kind of like swim up to to the to the, to the very end. Maybe this what? is it. I just know that like Angel Falls is like so high that sometimes like if the 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 water's not. Like as the it's the flow's not as good. Like the the water doesn't even actually hit the ground. It finally it mists before mm. it actually hits the floor. Yeah, it's impressive. Venezuela need to get there. <laughs> Did you know? For decades, fans of McDonald Land history have wondered the same thing: what exactly is Grimace? The genial purple teardrop-shaped mascot that looks like no species on the planet. In 2012, McDonald's tweeted that, quote, Grimace is the embodiment of a milkshake, though others still insist he's a taste bud. In 2021, a McDonald's manager in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, furthered the confusion by claiming that he is, quote, an enormous taste bud. So what is Grimace? I think Grimace is a product of the 1950s where they didn't have good seamstresses or seamstressers, if you will, since we're so politically correct in this day and age, and mm. they just put a fucking fat guy in a suit, and now they are trying to make up what exactly he is. <laughs> well, the embodiment of a milkshake is complete and utter b- bullshit. I mean, that's crap. You can, I, I, I don't need to be 40 or stuck at 32 to understand when someone tells me that they're full of shit. The taste bud thing, I suppose, but then I'm then I'm I'm sticking my tongue out in the mirror and I'm like, is that grimace? I don't well, know. They are shaped that way. If McDonald's just fucking tell us what he is, just say it. Just fucking say it. Make a campaign, dude. You get a year out of a campaign like that, like yeah. grimace, like okay, oh, like like that that whole ancestry thing where like celebrities go on. And it's like, well, my mother was adopted by a bunch of neo Nazis. And they always want to know who their biological parents were. Can we go on this journey? Yes. In fact, we can. Just fucking do something like that with Grimace. Or just, as you mentioned, listen, we were were between a rock and a Big Mac. And we had to come up with some shit. We had to come up with some ad campaigns. And that was it. It was a big fucking purple suit. That, yeah. Nothing more. It's not a taste bud. It's not a milkshake. It's not the embodiment of a milkshake. It's not your herpy that's sticking below your fucking rear end or uh, a hemorrhoid. It, that, it's, it's, not, it's nothing. It's a purple I, gumdrop. I got, look, I got the perfect campaign for it. Mm-hmm. There's a land of giants, okay? And they only like eating terrible food, like fish mm. and fucking like just disgusting like boiled vegetables and things and grimace is a taste bud in the giant's mouth he's like i don't like this food and finally grimace breaks off one day and discovers mcdonald land where everything's delicious 
I yeah. want to live there forever. And then he runs into these pandas and bears who who are part of a rap group. <laughs> and they discover flow cakes. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, flow cakes coming soon to a grocery store near you. Yeah, 20 years in the making. Ah, thanks for ruining that ad campaign, Wesley. Ah. Did you know the tingling sensation you get when your foot is asleep is known as temporary paresthesia? No, I just usually thought it was a temporary goddamn it. Yeah. <laughs> just hurts you. <laughs> what the fuck's here? It can't walk here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how old's William? Eight. Eight. Have you witnessed like a situation where you guys were watching a, uh, watching a television show or a movie and he just gets up and, and just flails around because his, because his feet or arms are asleep? Really? Not, it doesn't... No, I don't think he's ever experienced this before. Now, and now that I'm thinking about like, you know, like all the firsts in life, like, no, I don't think he, no, he, I don't think he's, I think he's bled like twice his entire life. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you need you need a good here, here. Here's the order. You need a good, uh, like I said, my foot's asleep. Usually, I, I I found out when I was taking a dump when I was about five or six. I sat there with my my elbows on my quads for mm. thirty minutes, and then was like, Ooh, oh, 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 this is weird. Then my mom explained it to me like, you can't you can't do that. I could. I was like, I didn't do anything. Like, yeah, I could see the giant fucking hockey pucks of redness <laughs> on your quads. You're an idiot. Uh, and then like a, like a cramp, like yeah, a muscle dude. cramp. Again, he's eight. Like the, well, the... no, I, I didn't, I didn't experience my first real deal bonafide. Like I can't do anything muscle cramp till I was 15. Yeah. I'd say around there. And the only reason I felt that is cause like, because of soccer, like my, my, my legs were getting so big that I was like, Ooh, watch this. And I flexed the shit out of them. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, yeah. Look at that leg muscle. And then all of a sudden it just decided like, we don't. We, 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 we stop right here and we stay here. Actually, <laughs> we're, we're going to go, we're going to go further without your fucking help. <laughs> How's that feel? And the girl you were trying to impress walked away. And it wasn't even a girl. Nah. <laughs> Dude sitting around the fucking lunch table. Where's Grimace at? <laughs> Let's fucking get some McDonald's. And finally, we are officially recording on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And with that, your final fun fact for your Fun Fact Friday is this. Did you know, in an early version of the Empire Strikes Back script, Luke's father wasn't going to be Darth Vader. Instead, an unnamed Elder Skywalker would show up as a Force ghost while Luke was training with a Jedi Master named Minch, who would eventually become Yoda. So I know what you're thinking. No, no, no. I'm not thinking. I'm, I have questions. The okay. the ghost would show up as Minch, Luke's no, no, father. No, no, no. Minch would be like the Yoda character. Yeah. And the Force ghost would show up while Minch was training Luke. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, Minch sounds like a fucking busted ass janitor to me. I think I think they did right. <laughs> Charles S. Dutton of the Jedi world. <laughs> this is like, yeah. But, yeah. but but isn't a minch like uh like in like the Jewish culture like a like a like just a wise man? Hmm. So Sounds Yoda like, is yeah. Jewish. Like ooh, uh, 
schmetz I have on me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, the, the script is perfect. They don't, they don't need to fuck anything up. I mean, I mean, there were some things here and there with, the, with Jedi, but... Well, it's perfect I, I now, but I mean, on the way to perfection, they had to, yeah. you know, break a few matzah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a few muzzle toss here and there. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So Yoda would have been obsolete. I don't think he would have been obsolete. He would have been like the Jedi trainer, but but what would have been the dark? What would have been the conflict if Luke's father wasn't Darth Vader? Like, in fact, it was on before I came down here. Yeah. To fucking record. Other than the other than the fact that you, ha I mean, Darth Vader was Darth Vader, a very formative uh, villain, even prior to him announcing to Luke that he was his father. But that he, that made it even more, you know. Oh, well, it made the conflict even more intriguing than that. The whole point of, like, Star Wars is, like, conflict, like, the balance. Like, mm -hmm. and, and, and by the way, I, I do want to know this from you because, okay, so I'm watching, actually, Return of the, no, it, yeah, Return of the Jedi before I come down here, and it's before they go and blow up the Death Star. No, no. Fuck, I don't know which one it is. Bottom line is this. They do, has, it, and they do, it, in that, they do that in Jedi as well. Okay, well, the, the 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 lady, the leader of the the of the resistance of the uh, the rebels comes in. And she's like, many people died getting us these plans, and I'm like, oh shit, that was the crew from Rogue One. Fuck, man. And then I'm like, oh shit, that's the lady that they featured in the Obi Wan uh, series that just that's been on Disney Plus recently. Oh shit. So my question is. Has Star Wars done too much in between, or is what they're doing now filling in the gaps, like making yeah. it like even better? They they've they have, for the most part, done too much in between. But you have a feeding frenzy. You know what I mean? There's people there's people that just can't get enough. You could have you could have breakoffs of everyone that ever existed in the Star Wars universe, and people would would watch it. They couldn't they can't get enough. I, so, I guess I guess where I'm going with this is like I feel like everything they've done's been pretty quality except for the 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 you know the one two and three like uh, Phantom Menace yeah. and all that shit um, because Clone Wars and uh, well, no I don't even mind the Clone oh yeah Phantom Menace Clone Wars and uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith yeah like those three because they give away so much about Darth Vader. It feels like Vader is the only one they should have kept a mystery, but they felt like they needed to fucking reveal him. And yeah. I feel as though but he everything... fulfilled the prophecy. He what he he kills the uh, the emperor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that one. I think yeah. I killed the emperor back there. <laughs> That's right, folks. I farted. Is that Fun Back Friday? And that, my friends, is your Fun Back Friday. Ooh, and I don't even know if Padme had ever had an orgasm like this one. But folks, check it out at the L L A Film Harmonic. Uh, uh, this was crisis. <laughs> kind of got it from the Force, didn't she? Yeah, I think the the, the Force was with this woman. Um, they were doing Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony, and I had to uh, enunciate that a few times. Right in the middle of the goddamn thing, a woman experiences a loud and for a loud and full body orgasm. Uh, you can look this up. Just check it out. Uh, I mean, if anyone wants a link or anything, <clears throat> I don't want to go too in depth. But uh, let's see here. I just want to make sure I get this quote that I was reading. Like, 
uh, sorry, sorry. I should I should have had this teed up. Damn it. I'll just make the theme of that. Okay, this is it. This is from a, a, a critic who was in audience who also heard this, and he says the luscious main theme was adapted. Uh, for a popular love song, Trotsky's skillful orchestration, however, lifts the mood from <laughs> sentimentally uh, to high romanticism. The movement's principal uh, melody is presented in a memorable solo horn, followed by uh, an appealing woodwind solo. And then basically goes on to explain that how someone could express such thing in pure physical joy is in a shocker to him. So in the middle of this thing, in a crescendo, a woman goes, and uh, a bunch of people concur that she probably had an orgasm. Hey, man, if the music moves you, man, get into it. I I don't know. There's only been one time in my life where, like, music, like, moved me to a point, but never to mess my pants. No. No, and this is, I mean, this is a very like, uh, have you ever seen The Ugly Truth with Katherine Heigl? No. Well, she puts on a pair of underwear for an important dinner meeting where they, it has a, like a remote buzzard on her crotch. And this, <laughs> this just reminded me of that. Maybe her date was like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because well, I've, I've seen those videos on some uh, less than scrupulous websites, if you will. And uh, those can be fun. You know, you're sitting at dinner and they got apps on the phone now. And yeah, you can buzz them out. But dude, look, bottom line is if I'm if I'm a member of that orchestra. Yeah, I tip my cap to you. Yeah. Welcome. I've done my job here. Some pe- some people were entertained. Some people were brought to tears. Some won came <laughs> literally <laughs> that's i mean yeah I, listen <sighs> I, look i'd love to be that person i yeah. would love to be the person who has the ability to experience the ultimate joy in life from something that is isn't that the point what's the point what's the point of an orchestra if Tchaikovsky could be come back from his grave. He'd be like, she gets it. Ah. Where's my yeast cells? <laughs> You're right. You're right. And I mean, it's, it's only so often. Cause I mean, if these people show up to an improv or something like that, and it's laughing, they probably think you're mocking at them. Like, oh, I told a great joke. And someone's like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Why are you mocking me? But in the middle of your crescendo piece of the, uh, uh, you know, of what is it? A 260, 270 year old, uh, orchestra or second movement, third movement. Gosh, yeah, I know so much about it, about it. I don't know what movement it is. Yeah, you get to a part where someone's like, and then yeah, I I, I applaud you. Look at you. What was the uh, what was the measure? What was the uh, what was the song? What was the, the orchestra? His fifth movement, fifth symphony. Okay, I'm gonna be listening to that later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat some yeast and I'm going to fucking listen to that. Yes, I am. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just, for educational purposes, I'm just going to see if I can get there. It's a good point. Just, just standing with, with your hands beside your side. 
you know, see, see where the music takes me. <laughs> see where the orchestra goes. Yeah. That's right. I it's mean, supposed to take you on a journey. Maybe I'll work a woodwind of my own. <laughs> if that doesn't work, there's a skin flute around the corner. <laughs> Male organ. Uh, all right, folks. This is usually where Alan fills in, but I'm going to tell you. <clears throat> you can find the middle class holes at tickleourtummies at gmail.com. We did get an email, and I'll read it here in a, minute, a little bit. At MDL class holes on Instagram and Twitter, and that at middle class holes at TikTok. And then you can also find us on YouTube. And if you want to debate me, good luck to you. We're there. I'm there all the time, every day, at least 30 minutes. All right. So check it out. Uh, middle, middle class holes comments or social media comments of the week. I'm going to start off with an email. Keith Kern writes in. This is a good one. Did you see this, Al? Uh, did you see this one, Alan? No, you're shitting. Did you see the one, Murr? I, I, I saw it. I saw my name specifically mentioned, so I didn't read it because I knew you would. So I wanted to kind of come in at it fresh. Good point. This takes place last week where Murr suggested that uh, golf courses should have coolers at every two to three holes with beers. So Keith Kern writes, listening to Murr's plan to selling all-you-can-drink alcoholic beverages to golfers had me shaking my head. This was clearly a plan generated by a government employee who has never played golf. I also was surprised <laughs> that the same guy who will scam grocery stores out of a nickel on his banana purchases will assume that no, that no drunk golfers will take an extra beer. You'd be lucky if these assholes didn't take the cooler and everything in it. I consider Murr the voice of reason at time, but this is one of his worst ideas I've ever heard. <laughs> I still enjoy the show. Even if you don't read the emails that I send you that you have been begging for. Hope you have a good show tonight. Thank you, Keith. Well, okay, Keith. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to hound you for, you know, coming at me. And that, that it, you're right. I hadn't thought it completely through. However, I mean, this is in response to what them breathalyzing golfers coming off the course who failed to pay a bottle fee. That's right. Yeah. And, and so... My point is like corkage, corkage, corkage fee. Okay, so fine. Check people's bags before they come in. I'm I'm, I'm modifying it now as you've <laughs> brought to my attention that it was a stupid ass idea, and I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, check people's bags before they come in. Say, okay, listen, we've got free booze on the course. As long as you leave the course with no booze, there's no charge. It's all included in your greens fees and your tee off or whatever the fucking fees are you pay for golf. And then when you leave the course, they just, boop, they quick, quick little zip, look inside. Hey, no beers in here. See you on your way. That, actually, uh, my boss at work is going on like a, uh, he's doing some kind of like charity golf thing. Like they paid like a bunch of money, like, and it's like a shotgun start. Everybody starts at a hole and then they end at a, uh, at a hole. So foursomes. And, and in fact, he said on every hole, they have coolers filled with liquor and beer. And yeah. and it's all on the honor system. Just don't leave with any. That's their only. That's their only caveat. I don't see how that doesn't work. Well, that I mean that that's a tournament that the entire golf course shuts down, and someone has paid for all that, for the most part. Sure. I did look. Bottom line is, I think with a little bit of tinkering, my idea is sound. Yeah. Do you not? Okay. Uh, do you disagree with me, Wes? No, I told you. I said that uh, someone will fuck it up. 
I, I agree, but somebody always fucks something up, and then you ban that person from ever being allowed to be a part of the situation again, and, and or, or you make them be a marshal, like the umpires, and fucking, oh, like, point. Yeah, 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 bump yeah, fuck yeah. nowhere. Like, if you ever want to golf here again, you have to kick at least I say, one person. I say grounds crew. Yeah, something. <laughs> 5 a.m. Mow lawns. You got you gotta you gotta move the hole, <laughs> which is <laughs> on yeah. all 18, which is an actually, intensive process. Actually, in the middle of the day, while people were playing a par three, <laughs> got suction cup that bitch out. Got pour the sand. You got sorry, boys. It. Just changing the hole. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Bottom line is, Keith, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying you give me a couple weeks, I can perfect this thing. A little trial and error. I can get you some good booze on a good golf course. Perfect. Uh, midwives and doula, doulas on Facebook. John Brub writes, uh, where can I sign up for doulas? Question mark, question mark. Money sign, money sign. I'm so supportive. Meaning, a.k.a. I'll, I'll sit there during your childbirth and be like, ooh. Yeah, yes, girl. Hot mom summer. Push, push, push. <laughs> I believe I responded to this one too, and because he, he asked for like what he needed on his application, I believe I said we don't need an application. We need we need, we need five comfort statements. Um, I don't remember what I said. Five words of encouragement and five uh, analogies for pain that have to do with the human condition. Yeah. What do you say? He didn't. He didn't respond? No, he didn't. Yeah. So that's a put up or shut up. People don't want to be duels all the time. All right. I'll white, be, white people be wild on Facebook. This is when Alan had commented about your dad never having cussed in front of you. And Crystal G writes, Alan's reaction at the end. Meaning Alan being like, wow, white people be wild. Yeah. Well, that and I think it also had to do with like skeletons in our closet. Like we're not honest with each other. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, apparently brown folk and darker are completely honest with yeah, each other yeah. all the time. But, I mean, you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> white, white people do have a lot of secrets. <laughs> Skeletons are white, all right? <laughs> Good point. Um, and this is from a Facebook link that I wrote or actually posted about the conspiracy theory about Jimmy Butler being... Michael Jordan's love child. Mm. If you had read read into this at all, uh, apparently Michael Jordan was around the Houston, Texas area uh, about nine <laughs> months prior to Jimmy Butler being born. Uh, uh, a writer writes in, I can't believe people compared uh, Michael Jordan to Jimmy Butler. It's completely ridiculous. Listen, we weren't comparing the two. We were just focusing on the fact that, hey, you know, MJ was in Houston and was dropping dimes. <laughs> Maybe that's not all he was dropping. You know I mean? <laughs> and by the way, Michael Bartowski is a uh, he, known as uh, to me, lovingly, as singing guy, because he would call into my radio show, and uh, he would sing, depending on the topic that I was speaking to. And the best, I will say this: Mike Bartowski is the greatest karaoke singer of a generation. Okay. Yeah. What the hell does that have to do with Michael Jordan? Because that's the guy who wrote the comment. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so I'm, I'm speaking Sorry. directly to him. I did not. I did not get that. Uh, finally, 
And I say this finally, we can get into much more detail on a few other things if you want to, Mur. But uh, <clears throat> Jerry's on exclamation point TikTok tick uh, on TikTok. Mike W writes, R.I.P. Jerry, pancreatic cancer. This scares the shit out of me. It scares the shit out of everyone, as it should. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Now, do we get into the long-winded bullshit about uh, some of the things that, that came on TikTok, or are we done? Well, no. What? Why? I, I like controversy. Okay. Love, back me into a corner. Let me fight. What do you well, got? Well, a couple of these. Like, all right. Hold on. Here we go. Here. New rollerblading. Uh, <laughs> this where you explain how Gen Z. Like, okay. Hold on. They used to be called fruit booters, and we said yes. Someone said that. Uh, like what Bill Burr said, when one gay man wears rollerblades, next day everyone throws theirs into the harbor. <laughs> and then, uh, you forgot the aggressive inline. Oh, hold on. That's not true. Hold on. Forgot, you forgot about the aggressive inline crowd. This got, this got edited somehow. Basically, it was like, you forgot about the aggressive inline name. Straight. Straight line. I don't. I'm not following here. Like in line, in line, or, or or rollerblading was straight, straight line, straight line skating. The, okay. The, the wheels were straight. Oh, okay. He, he, ugh. I didn't get along with that. <laughs> we 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 don't we don't have to get in. What is it? Is it a bunch of homophobic comments? Is that what we're getting to? Is that is that where? No, I mean there there was a guy who talked about uh, how his uh that the, he was made fun of for for wearing not just rollerblades but uh like what do you say? It's like a Barbie rollerblades. Uh, <laughs> but then no, the, the the big one was the uh, the Murphy the Eagle. Oh God! Yeah, listen, folks. The Murphy the Eagle—that's a bunch of okay. The by the way, the I saw a I've seen a recent movement that the uh, so we had a bunch of LBGTQT plus 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 movement people commenting on the uh, the, the Murphy the Eagle, the <laughs> mentally challenged thirty-two-year-old eagle, male eagle, by the way, who shit out a rock, thought it was an egg. It never hatched, so the zookeepers gave him an eaglet to raise because they felt bad for him. And everybody said we were transphobic for uh, saying that a male eagle couldn't raise a fucking... Get the fuck out. Kiss my dick. Period. Um, there's actually hmm. a movement right now from the LG... LBG community to separate from the rest of the letters and plus signs. Because they're like, look, we got what we wanted. <laughs> we, we just wanted to love the person we love. We don't want all of this other movement horse shit. And I feel like the rest of the movement horse shit people are the ones who have a problem with a bunch of chuckleheads talking about a stupid eagle who doesn't deserve to have a fucking eaglet because it goes against every evolutionary biology, everything scientific that has to do with raising the next level of species for an entire fucking... You get what I'm saying? Like, kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah, no, when I, like, I mean, I kept trying to tell these people, I kept trying to say, like, if our constant giggling didn't give it away, I'm there's not no, sure what I can do for there's you. There's no winning with them. They don't have senses of humor. These are the people that want to cancel Chappelle. These are the people that want to cancel Bill Burr. These are the people right. that want to cancel everyone that exists that has a sense of humor. 
everything funny you have ever heard has been about a straight man, a straight woman, a, a, a cisgendered relationship. We've all laughed. We've all giggled. If we can't tell jokes about non-cisgendered people, trans people, stupid birds that shit out rocks and want to raise an eaglet because they're dumb and they don't deserve it. If we can't make fun of that, then you don't deserve to have an argument in the fucking marketplace. Right. Period. Yeah, I mean, but okay, we at the middle class holes are very bald, eagle, gender confused. Fair enough. We'll part on that. Everything's funny. Everything's <laughs> funny. And if you can't find the humor in everything, then you'll find the humor in nothing. That's right. And uh, you'll be the mayor of Lonely Town. Population one. The mayor of Lonely Town. Good night, folks. Population two.